Hello, welcome to the Family Bookshelf. My name is Amber from AmbitionsForChrist.com, and with me is my husband, Nick, the game schooling dad. All right, I'm actually kind of, I guess I'm going to call this cheater. We, I'm going to just do the, <laughs> the three most recent reads I've done, and I'm going to do them from like probably the least exciting to most exciting one I've done. Um, I'm going to start with, it's called Trim Healthy Mama by Pearl Barrett and Serene Allison. Oh, this is your least? You were really excited when you picked this one Well, up. and by least, I liked it. It's probably like, okay, it's a diet book. I don't know how sure, else to say it. Sure, I understand um, that. The other two on my list are way more, shall we say, internally <laughs> impactful and much more important in the long run. This one is really cool. I really enjoyed it. Um, and I'll be honest, I haven't read every single chapter because there were a few in there that was like, doesn't really apply to me we didn't have allergies we didn't have this and so i kind of skipped through sure, some of you them could skim a lot of these books some this one yes there was definitely skimmable parts in it which i really appreciated i won't say i've gone and put them all into practice but i am excited and i've gotten some good pointers and what i really really enjoyed with this book was they talk about it they come at it first off they are christian women from a christian worldview so they're talking about like everything you do even what you eat, you know, you're honoring God and different yeah. things like that. So it, it's from a much different view of a lot of them. It's like, oh, just willpower through. And, and they're like, no, no, no. You don't have to willpower through anything <laughs> here. You know, it's like, first off, you know, if you're struggling, you talk to God about it. Like, you know, food is indicative of other things. You know, look at your spiritual life at this point and different things like that, which was really cool, I think, because it was a much more, I guess, holistic view of a diet plan <laughs> and it's a diet change as they call it. Sure. Yeah, it's, well, yeah. you, you get on some of these diet plans that are so strict and so rigid that there's no yes. way you can follow them. I'll, I'll never keep that up for yeah. more than, I mean, you and I are perfect. We did keto, I think was that, for like six weeks one time. And then like bit. right after that, we opened up a giant bag of chocolate and never looked back. <laughs> <laughs> we won't talk about those six weeks. Right. <laughs> yeah. We forced cauliflower pizza down me. That was horrible. <laughs> oh, yeah. My goodness. <laughs> yeah. Our marriage almost ended the night. I <laughs> but, you know, uh, we find these diets that work for us. And we did find one. Right after the keto. Right. That was before we really got serious about it. And right. we found something that worked for us. And it wasn't so harsh or so rigid. Mm -hmm. It was more a matter of, well, okay, this is beyond the book at this point. Right. In time. Oh, I yeah. I want to sit and talk about diets. But finding a diet that is honorable to God. Yes. And not something that straight swings so hard the other way. It's, and I, I really like it. It's a food lifestyle stuff of, we're not talking about, we're just changing our, you know, thing for four weeks. And then we go back to, you know shoveling twinkies in sure. our mouth you know that's that's not honoring <laughs> either and just because it's what i want to well, do with, with fitness and dieting you can make an, an idol of it either way you can either not caring about it and not caring about all. your body that god has given you or going the other way and caring about it too much and it becoming mm -hmm. the thing that's most important to you and Absolutely. you don't want to be on either side of that fence right and i will to get back to talking about the book part of it not just philosophy of dieting um <laughs> i really enjoyed the fact they talked about this because they they've had several kids between them i think it was like almost 20 kids between the two of them and it's sisters that wrote this book it's sure. really cool um and they talk about the fact of you know this works even when you're breastfeeding even when you're pregnant even when you're you know there's different ways that you you eat and a lot of theirs it goes back to blood sugar um keeping your blood sugar steady which as someone who personally you know i've i've had severe blood sugar issues a few times in my lifetime that really messed with me and um i really appreciated how they helped with dealt with that and also with the hormones of how food does interact with your hormones and that will be an issue and it doesn't matter if you're a male or a female in that 
you have different hormones, but it will affect them. And so they kind of went through some of that. And some of it got a little bit probably more techie than I understand sometimes, but I felt they did a good job of bringing most of it down. So I was like, oh, okay, I get what you're saying. I get it, you know. And they explained, well, you know, why you, you rotate through these different meals and, you know, how to know which ones to use at which times, you know, like you eat these types of foods at this time and these types of food at this time because your body needs different ways to, you know, be fed at different points of your day and it was like oh that makes sense it's not saying never eat this it's saying eat this at different points you know in moderation at different times or you know things along those lines and the biggest one they really dealt with and probably one of the areas of course that we all struggle with because we have an american diet sugar (laughs) (laughs) what do you do with sugar and they talk a lot about you know sugar substitutes what's good sugar sugar substitutes what's bad sugar substitutes and i really appreciated that so i actually i just i i never thought i'd talk about it i again i hesitate to call it a diet book it was more of a food lifestyle book as they call it but it was a really enjoyable read and one that i mean I'm going to probably come back to and keep referencing as I try to do meal planning for in the future and stuff. So I'd highly recommend Trim Healthy Mama by Pearl Barrett and Serene Allison. Then the next one on the list (laughs) is a hard one. It's called The Caregiving Season by Jane Daly. Oh, yeah. I remember you reading this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's basically for people who are having parents that are aging and all of a sudden you're going into the season of you're switching roles of, you know, your parents have always been the caregivers of you. And now those roles are flipping and you're now being the caregiver to the parents. And as someone who I feel like is probably closer to that season of life than I care to admit yeah. mentally. Well, your, your parents are just quite a bit older than someone our age's parents should normally be. Normally are. My yeah. parents were almost 50 when I was born because God blessed them with me at a very late age when they were yeah. told they'd never have kids. And surprise! So unfortunately now, 30 years later, that surprise is kind of being flipped on me a lot quicker than I think some parents, you know, it's like, I'm dealing with potty training. Oh, and we're going to have to deal with, you know, getting aging parents to their doctor visits and different things like that. So it's one of those things that I was, I wanted to read this book because I feel like it's something I need to be thinking about and understanding more about it. At the same time, it was a hard read. Um, I'll be honest. Like, this one was hard to wade through. It was It's emotional emotional to read through. And, I I mean, sure, anyone else out there that's ever had to take care of a parent or a grandparent understands that. Because it's just a whole different season of life. I mean, as someone that got to watch my parents walk through it when they took care of my grandma with Alzheimer's. And I remember the emotional exhaustion, <laughs> not only the physical exhaustion, because she'd get up at all times of the night and come check on us in the night, just turn on her light and wake us up from a dead sleep and be like, oh, you doing OK? And I was like, well, minus the heart attack you just gave me, I'm doing well, well Grandma. It seems like no matter what you do when you're in that season of life, you're never happy with the way it ends or, mm-hmm. or you're never happy with how much the you ending did. is never going to be easy because yeah. you know where the ending's going. And, and, you know, I've seen on one hand decisions made abruptly that Mm -hmm. were like really harsh and lacking that love and it's like man you you were really harsh here and i don't Mm -hmm. know if i can appreciate that and on the other side i've seen where it was too too loving where it was like too and he had he was allowed to just do what he wanted and become such a burden onto his daughter that it just became he yeah Mm -hmm. ruined their relationship and the healing still you know it's been 20 years still hasn't completed because you know you start to 
begrudge that person life and you almost yes. wish them dead and it's like that's that's not right that's either not right, so. yeah it's i mean there's nothing easy about this and so and i love that she handled it well um this lady named Jane Daly, she talks, she walks through about how it happened first for her dad, and then she's actually still in the middle of it with her mom, and has been in a long-term caregiving situation for her mom for years, actually. And, again, done from a Christian worldview, so it's very positive, very encouraging, um, very gentle, <laughs> I'd say. <laughs> but it, and the, and the one that I think that they actually dealt with well, which was surprising to me, considering I don't have siblings, but they actually, she talked a lot about, you know, what happens when you're the sibling that gets all of the burden of you know the caregiving because all of a sudden you have all the guilt of like i shouldn't be begrudging extra time with my parents like i'm the one that's able to help them i get more time with them than my siblings do but at the same time i'm exhausted why won't you know my brother or sister come just take them to the doctor one time for me i need this one i needed this day for something else and it shouldn't be here and they should be helping and, you know, talks and walks through a lot of the bitterness that comes with, you, you know, being a caregiver. If you begrudge them, you know, your your old life almost, you know, if I should have this easier. This shouldn't be this hard. And like I said, this one, I it, it took me a while to wade through it just because I'd read like a chapter and put it down and be like, gonna go take a long break yeah. now and emotionally <laughs> deal with all that conversation is like oh i never thought of that oh my goodness why did i um, never even think of that made especially hard i mean it was get personal on your parents because they don't see themselves there and, right you know as, as i don't think many do no you recognize the fact that they are you know the very first chapter was talking about the taking away of the car keys yeah. and you know it's like that first edge of freedom that's usually actually one of the first steps and it's like Oh my goodness, I'm having a panic attack right now thinking about if I ever have to have this conversation with my parents, someone's going to lose it and I'm probably going to be the one losing it, you know. That's not going to go well any way around. Yes, and so I don't know. This book handled it well. She, very kind, very gentle. And the best part about it was she also gives a lot of resources, a lot of websites, a lot of counseling ideas of as you're walking through this, you know, and you need help and you need this, you know, these are, you know, places where Christians can turn to to get very concrete sure. help of like, I need someone that can come spend nights as a nursing aide or I need help paying for a nursing aide and things like that. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. I never knew these things existed. Oh, you yeah. know, it's like and honestly, I don't know if they did exist 20, 30 years ago the yeah. way they do now. And with like, the Internet, you know, yeah, things you can have, changed have this. And I don't think this topic is ever, I guess, too early. I mean, I guess my kids could be reading it, which would be a little early. <laughs> <laughs> but for someone our age, you know, the the lady I work with, her mom uh, had like a, a stroke mm. uh, during a Christmas party. And, you know, within the month, they had to have her parents moved in with them. And it was became very harsh very quickly. Right. And like, oh, my goodness, you know. Well, it's one of those things where, yeah, you just never know. You know, it's like, you know, you're you're doing fine and then some crazy health event happens and all of a sudden you're going from fine to well we have to empty your house and put you you know put you into full-time nursing care because you can't walk talk or you know you know it's like oh my goodness you know there's something we can think about later to an an emergency right and i think that's the best one this did bring for me was you know it's okay to start planning and at least thinking about it and thinking like okay i could do this option or this option at least to start off with and at least now it's been on your mind so that when it does abruptly maybe come your way, you're not just full blindsided. Well, and, and as a couple, you know, we've talked about what we would do or right. what we plan on doing in that situation. Right. You know, a we couple at least changes to the house and we yeah. know 
what changes do we need to make? We have steps. What can we do with the steps? What can we do? You know, it's like those are very practical things that even so much as like, oh, they fall and break their hip and you have to have them for 10 weeks. Oh, okay. Well, now we at least have some steps in mind of like what we're going to do if this was the emergency that comes up, you know. So I don't know. This book was just very good. Just <laughs> be prepared. Again, emotional. <laughs> so, all right. Moving to the opposite end of that spectrum to where I'm probably most in right now. Um, and I'm sorry, I'm in total Israel Wayne kick still right now. And I've been enjoying Israel Wayne a lot lately. So you're going to hear more about Israel Wayne tonight. I think this might be the last book of his that I hadn't read. So you might actually be getting a break from Israel Wayne after this. But he has a book called Raising Them Up by Israel Wayne. And it's probably the best book he's done. Um, <laughs> and I said that for each one of them now. Okay, and I will take it back. Pitching a Fit is probably still his best one as far as, like, it was amazing. This one's his best overall, like, arching parenting book, I guess. And it was awesome. Well, I liked when you were reading it, you were kept sharing some of the stories he had in there. Mm-hmm. With me. And, of course, I can't remember them right now. I understand. But, <laughs> <laughs> but he always just seemed to have a really interesting take on things or a really um, solid view of uh, – what was the one of – he didn't let his kids um, – interact with other kids without him in the room or, right. or something like that. He actually, well, and he and his wife, because that is a story in the book that did stand out to me because I loved reading this entire book because a lot of times it feels like you and I make crazy weird parenting decisions. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm a nut or I'm the super strict mom. Oh my goodness. And so it was kind of nice reading this because I'm like, oh, someone else does it. I'm not as uptight or as insane as I thought I was. Is basically my biggest takeaway. Our kids got their biggest screen time today. My boy came down early from nap time, and he basically watched an hour and a half of Vadi Bakum and Alistair Begg preaching. <laughs> <laughs> that was his screen time. You know, yeah, yeah we, and we felt crazy. guilty because it was like, oh my, he's still got a lot of screen time today. Yeah. Um, but he does, and you were starting to share the story of, you know, he talks about Israel Wayne and his wife were at someone's house, and they had, like, ten kids, and they all sat respectfully the whole time they were there. And it's like, this was before they had kids, and so they asked this couple, they're like, okay, we got to know. We want to have kids someday, <laughs> and we want kids that act like this, not like the crazy hooligans we normally see. <laughs> and that was, like, basically his word for word. I was like, I love it. <laughs> I love it because, yeah, he just says, like, what I'm thinking sometimes in my mind, which was fun. Um, <laughs> And so this couple did share and they're like, well, one of the first things we do is, you know, we don't pair them up with foolish people, which um, the Bible says foolishness is bound up in the heart of a child. And to put them just into the company of other children all the time, especially without adult supervision at different points in time, just leads them down a foolish path with foolish companions. You know, it's like if they do interact with other children it's with me in full view dealing with every foolish interaction they're having almost and walking them down back down the path of the wise, you know? And it was like, I love this. Thank you. Let's keep talking about, you know, and they did, they addressed the issue of we read the Bible together. We go to church together, not go to church, the building, and then instantly separate to age segregated things. No, we go to church. We sit through the church, you know, and, the kids stay with them. They learn how to sit through a church service. All these things that I was like, wow, this is amazing. It's nice to actually hear. And I'd say the best thing he does is he goes back over and over again to scripture. And my favorite part about this book was he talked about, as a parent, you have to teach kids what is your family's convictions versus biblical commands. And he talked about <laughs> for their family. He's like, my kids, pro-, he's like, 
I had one of my kids like thinking that eating white bread was actually a sin at one point, and I realized, whoa, 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 <laughs> white bread's not a sin. That's just our family. We like to eat whole grains because I think that's more healthy for you. <laughs> white bread is, you know, because he said apparently they were at a restaurant. His kid piped up and was like, Daddy, look at those sinners over there, and they were eating white bread. And he's like, Oh my goodness, we have to have a conversation right here, right now. And I loved that because it is. It's so easy, especially as Christian parents. We do get wrapped up in you know, oh, here's all these rules we're going to give you to protect you because we love you. We're putting these boundaries here. But what's your boundaries that we've put in there and which are boundaries that God's put there? You know, when I say do not lie, I'm not just saying that because that's a family preference. I'm saying that because that's God's command. Sure. You do not lie. That's not okay. But again, whole we or, you know, all these silly things of, you know, you need to go to bed early or, you know, you need to not, you know, you you need to wear, you know, your dress at exactly this length. You know, those are family preferences. And to realize, you know, to help your kids be able to weed through that so that they don't get wrapped up in the legalism and then especially want to reject it someday as well. You know, to help them realize that even, you know, once you leave my house, you can come up with some of your own f- preferences that are different from our house. And that's okay, even, you know, someday. <laughs> you know, I mean, I think about it even from my parents, you know, preference was, no Harry Potter. Yeah. I'm like, okay, we'll talk when their kids are just a little older and they're not going to get scared by, you know, some scary story part of it or something, you know, but sure, we'll talk about it then, you know, and it's like, that can be a family preference. That's not a biblical command. That's I'm surprised a, that's the one you hooked on because what about no this sugary is the one cereal? I, well. What about, you know, oh, no yeah. Jello? What about no? Yes. <laughs> My mom was totally death on sugary cereal, but that's probably because she just had to live with me, so. Uh, <laughs> You're starting to get back into that preference. <laughs> You're starting to understand a little bit more. <laughs> yes, now I'm back to that preference myself <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but there is. There's just, um, that's the one I could think of off the top of my head of like, okay, we'll talk about it when we get to that point, you know. Yeah. It's not a biblical command. It's There's nowhere in the Bible that's like, nope, you can never eat Harry Potter, <laughs> you know, or you can never eat sugary cereal, or you never, you know. And I think that's what he did really good in this book, was he separated up what are biblical commands for the family, and what are biblical preferences that are things that you could maybe try as a Christian that would probably be good ideas, but don't hang your hat on them and say, this is going to, you know lead to your child's salvation (laughs) and i felt like he did a really good job separating those two and it was far and away probably again this was easily the best book i read overall this month and so i was like i've got to talk about this one too (laughs) so and as you can tell i've gone over time but i highly highly recommend raising them up by israel wayne if you are parenting check it out this one's a really good one Thanks so much for joining us, everyone. This has been The Family Bookshelf. My name is Amber of AmbitionsForChrist.com. With me is my husband, Nick, the game schooling dad. Be sure to find us on Facebook and give us a like and subscribe. We'll see you next time.